0: and welcome back to the...
1: Are we tired of doing the same introduction? Can we do a different introduction? Maybe something a little more oomph this time?
0: I don't know. What do you suggest?
1: Now, introducing the one and only Pill Perspective.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, anyways, today we will be reviewing calcium channel blockers and other medications used for dyslipidemia.
1: All right, well, audience, if you are loving this new introduction, we can actually have Dr. Brissy Nelson do it the next time. But we need to have your voice on this, so if you guys can let us know, give us some sort of feedback on this, we'd be much appreciated. All
0: right, well, let's stay on track, Noria the Explorer. And I'm going to block your attempt to go on a tangent here.
1: Wait, did you just say a pun to guess, to move on to calcium channel blockers? I'm so proud of you, Dr. Nielsen. Tables have turned finally. So the medications we'll be going over today are amlodipine, Norbesque, nifedipine, procardia, diltiazem, Cardizem, and brapamil calin. And these are calcium channel blockers.
0: So why don't we split these off into the two different subgroups of dihydropyridines and non-dihydropyridines. So Dr. Noria, which ones are the dihydropyridines?
1: Dr. Nielsen, that would be the, What would it, what is Norvesc and procardia for 200?
0: <laughs> okay, very good. So that would mean our non-dihydropyridines would be cardizem and Kellan.
1: So why are we differentiating between them? Wouldn't it just be easier to lump them together?
0: Well, we need to split them up because they work differently in the body. So the dihydropyridines work on our arterial blood vessels with an end result of dilation. While on the other hand, the non-dihydropyridines work on the heart and blood vessels with an end result of decreasing contraction of the heart and dilating blood vessels.
1: So let me just make sure to get this straight. You said dihydropyridines how many times now? I'm pretty sure at least five times. Well, I'm just really surprised they're able to do that considering on episode 18, if I'm not mistaken, you had trouble with remembering what is blood sugar versus what's blood pressure.
0: Okay, well, shots fired. And Mr. Smarty Pants, uh, what would you say the different side effects are specifically for the dihydropyridines? Uh... Yeah, that's what i thought my thoughts exactly dihydropyridines have side effects including signs and symptoms of hypotension as well as flushing and edema
1: well um before i get called out anymore let's move on to some dyslipidemia drugs hey this amazing uh beautiful so awesome dr nielsen what are the brand generics we would see of the non-statin dyslipidemia drugs
0: yeah don't think you're getting away with what you said earlier Anyways, the brand and generics include phenofibrate, or Tricor, gemfibrozil, or lopid, and azetamide, or Zetia. So, Dr. Noria, when do we use these medications?
1: Well, from what I can remember, we use lopid and Tricor when patients' triglycerides are usually elevated above 500, while Zetia can be used when patients are either maxed out in stans or cannot take statins.
0: Wow, you actually remembered things considering you can barely remember how to say "intuitive," Remember that same episode I had trouble with? In addition, don't forget that we don't recommend patients taking lopid with statins due to the increase of rhabdomyolysis.
1: Ouch. Um, yeah, you got me there. While I'm putting ice on my burn, Dr. Olson, why don't you wrap things up for today?
0: <laughs> okay, well, that wraps up today's episode of The Pill Perspective. Tune in next time. Thanks.
1: Thanks for tuning in! For those of you who are enjoying the soundtrack, the artist is L. Jones, and his song is called Mango Kimono.